you're listening to Podiatry Marketing, conversations on building a successful podiatry practice with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. Hi, I'm Tyson Franklin and welcome to this week's episode of Podiatry Marketing. With me today is my co-host, Big Jim Mack, Jim McDonald from Canada, Quebec, Quebec, Canada. Montreal, Quebec, Canada, to be exact. And we were actually, over the weekend, Nova Scotia came up in a conversation. And my wife said, where is Nova Scotia? I said, that's a good question. I knew where it was. And she said, oh, how many, because you don't have states in Canada. Is it provinces? Yep, there's provinces and territories in Canada. Yeah, so my wife said, oh, whereabouts is Nova Scotia? I said, I know it's right over on the East Coast. And I said, British Columbia is right over on the West Coast. I said, and there's a lot of things in between, but I don't really know what's there. So we got the map out and we had a look. We didn't realize how many provinces and territories there were in Canada. Yep, yep. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a big country. Yeah, and it looks cold in all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had, I think, at one point we had like about three feet of snow on the ground. So uh, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a cold climate for sure. So, okay, Jim, you said this one is going to be controversial. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if controversial is the right word, but we might have a differing a difference of opinion on this one. But uh, okay, today tell me today your lies. Is, <laughs> my lies are uh, yeah. The podiatrist should most podiatrists should get off the blog post hamster wheel. You know, there's a lot of people. Um, you know, some coaches, some marketing agencies, some, the internet will tell you to do it, but a lot of people jump right into blogging right away. And we're going to discuss today maybe why that's not the first step that you should do once you're doing things with your online marketing. I think there's some reasons why it's both a good thing and the reasons why, like I said, it shouldn't be your top priority. Okay. Where do you start? And what should they be doing then instead? Because I know there's no point doing blogging if you don't have a website. Yeah, exactly. So the, the first step I would say is that like, you know, on the list of priorities, it's probably down around like number nine, 10 or 11. So Ooh. first thing obviously is a, is, is a website, yeah. number one, right? Like a website that basically like, like you're famous for saying, you know, you know, when we look at your website, you know, could I convict you of a crime? Yeah. You know, do I have enough evidence on your website to, you know, convict you of a crime uh, for doing that thing? So number one is just to build out a great website. You know, it shows all of the services you provide, the treatment you provide, authentic photos, ways that, you know, some reviews, uh, kind of these badges of trust, you know, calls to action that allow people to, you know, make an appointment with you. That's kind of the, 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 the first level of website, right? And then in my mind, it's, it's more about doing, you know, relevant local Google ads. Um, search ads are important. Uh, also working on the SEO, working on the Google business profile, email marketing, sometimes some Facebook ads. And then, you know, if you do, you know, down further on the list, if you do like to write and you want to do some blogging, I think it's fine. But I feel a lot of people kind of jump to, to blogging being, you know, maybe the second or third thing that they want to do. Um, and then it's sometimes it's the provider themselves that's going to be writing these blogs, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but it shouldn't be the top priority in my mind. Okay. Is this going to upset you if I agree with you? No, no, it's fine. <laughs> if you agree with me. No, because yeah, like I, I'm always telling people, yeah, you should have a blog section on your website and you should be writing blogs, but I can't stand blogs that are just irrelevant rubbish. When somebody feels, mm-hmm. oh, I have to write a blog every week. So they just write, it's just crap it's just rubbish it's stuff that they're not interested in it feels like oh i must just write something so they put it out there so i'd rather i'm not write at all than put rubbish out there but i agree all those other things should be in place and then the blogs come uh later on no that's i'm glad we agree on that i don't think you know it's not too controversial there but 
I think also what it the like best best page uh you know in your local area or maybe even in your country that kind of describes that procedure that you do that treatment you provide in really you know as much detail or maybe like we talked about in the past maybe having a lead magnet you know to like if someone's at home and was curious about learning more about what it is what some at home treatments they can do or some at home ways of you know trying to take care of that problem i would i'd really focus on that and once you've kind of like tapped all of those out that's probably another sign that okay maybe it's time to start blogging yeah so there's a difference between writing like evergreen articles and blogging so we, what sure. you're talking a lot about is so if you like i say yeah if, is there enough evidence on your website to convict you if what we did was a crime or what you love doing in podiatry was a crime so if you really like orthotics and biomechanics then then those areas of your website really need to be has needs to have the information there yeah and i think you know you can have uh, i think i see the blog is more kind of a, a way to have some updates maybe you know you have you bought a new type of laser orthotic or doing orthotics in the office with kind of like 3d printing or something you know kind of announcing that or announcing things you're doing in the, in the you know in the the local area if you're you know volunteering or sponsoring a, the local diabetes walk yeah you know, i think there are ways to make the blog relevant but uh, like I said, I think it's it's kind of like lower down on that priority list once you've kind of put time and effort into those things. Because, you know, the next kind of thing that can, you know, if the podiatrist is doing themselves is that, you know, when you're writing blogs, it's kind of taking time away from doing something else. So, you know, you don't have to spend hours and hours writing blogs, but it can be a bit time consuming that someone, for someone either that doesn't like to write, um, doesn't know how to use chat GPT yeah. or, uh, <laughs> or, you know, or doesn't want to pay uh, a writer to do those things. I see a lot of, um, you know, if you outsource it, right, that could, that could be a benefit, but then I see a lot, there's a lot of services out there that are kind of these vanilla, uh, not distinctive blogs, you know, just kind of like five, five ways to treat heel pain that maybe should already be on the plantar fasciitis page. Yeah. But you know, what's, what's a unique way to connect with your local, uh, the local, uh, local patients in your area is something that I think about when you're thinking about blog topics, um, that can be a little bit more, like I said, updates or more news related as opposed to just simply, you know, you know, kind of more about the treatments or the things you do in your clinic. Yeah, no, it's, it's true because it's, it's, it is more like news related. What's relevant right now because one of the things like when the australian opens on or the us open or wimbledon i usually say to different coaching clients if you want to write a blog about tennis now is a good time to write it i said <laughs> each day just google injuries at the us open or injuries at the australian open yeah foot injuries i said they might say oh I was about to say Pete Sampras. Geez, that was a long time ago, wasn't it? <laughs> For yeah, some the, reason, the kids, the kids in the audience may not know who uh, who him or Andre Agassi are. So yeah, I know they just popped in my head. Anyway, whoever the the you know, say Djokovic for example, if all of a sudden Djokovic has a foot injury, and you know what that injury is, and you've got some advice, I said writing a blog article about Djokovic's foot injury could actually be a not a good blog article to write. However, I always say if you're going to write a blog article, you need to have all those evergreen articles and everything in place because within your blog article, you want to link them to other parts of your website so that they read the simple go, ah, oh, I want to click on here. So that other stuff has to be there or otherwise the blog article is just a waste of time. Yeah, they'll sometimes refer to that as newsjacking. Newsjacking. Like, uh, yeah, so you basically kind illegal. of hijack. Yeah, you're, you're hijacking <laughs> the news story and kind of, uh, you know, you're providing some value to kind of describe maybe what that injury is or 
you know, a more detailed approach. And then, like you said, it kind of links back to your website. So maybe someone trying to find information about that injury may find it uh, and, you know, like link to your website. So that, that can be a benefit. Uh, you know, I think, you know, there's other ways, like I talked about, I think that, that that's an interesting way. Um, one of the other reasons why not to initially do blogging right away is there can be sometimes difficult to tell the ROI. Um, you know, actually for most things online now, there's a kind of a peak moment, maybe five or six years ago when kind of everything could be tracked by Google analytics or yeah. uh, Facebook ads can be tracked down to the last dollar spent. But you know, these days it's a little bit more difficult to see, um, you know, what that is, uh, either through blogging and other things. So, you know, is this going to translate into increased revenue or positive return on investment? Like is your time that you're putting into the blogs, you know, valuable enough? Is it, you know, creating things or if you're outsourcing these blogs to be made by somebody, you know, is there ways to determine how many clicks you've gotten uh, from that blog post and, and, you know, find if someone's made an appointment from there. So you know, having these kind of attribution systems, like I said, they're not as reliable as they used to be. Um, but if you can see, you know, based on the traffic numbers or basically, you know, if you wrote a, an ad about or wrote an article about Djokovic's foot injury, um, you know, you can take a look on your Google Analytics and see, wow, like 700 people came to look at it or a thousand did. But, you know, it's also tough to tell are those, you know, were those patients local? Uh, were yeah. they, you know, someone in from, you know, someone from the Czech Republic or from, you know, uh, from Europe checking out this article you wrote? So it's sometimes a little bit difficult. It's not a bad thing to do, but, you know, sometimes it can be difficult to track down that ROI. So you're not anti-blogging? No, I'm not anti-blogger. I'm not an anti-blogger. <laughs> I'm a blogger myself, but I think it just like to every these, you know, for everything, there's a season, right? And uh, I, I just see it being as like a first line of, as some as some people like pushing as a first line of of marketing, it's it's more to me like a second or third line. So yeah, yeah, I know what you mean because you'll go to some people's website and it'll have the homepage, and it'll have just a really a little bit of information, and then it might have some of the services they do, and you click on that, and it might say ten different things, but there's like one paragraph on each of those services it doesn't actually tell them anything about those services, but then you'll click on their blog, and they've got fifty two blog articles writing about all this different stuff. That doesn't link to anywhere on the website because there's nowhere for it to go. And you sort of go, well, it was a lot of time you spent blogging when you should have actually maybe put that time into filling out more or building out the website a little bit more. No, that, that's a perfect example. I think like we talked about, it, it's, it's really about priorities. You know, I think when we, you know, I went on your show the first time, we kind of talked about the five essential aspects of a, an online presence. And, and we, we didn't talk about blogging on that one for a very specific purpose. So I think it's, you know, if you love writing, I'm not trying to like dissuade anyone. There yeah. definitely can be some benefits if you do it in the right way. But for most podiatrists that, you know, have a busy clinic or managing staff to really have a high quality, like, you know, you know, high traffic blog, it's, it's probably pretty unlikely because we're kind of getting to the next, the next reason is that there's a lot of competition these days. You know, there's a lot of people doing this news jacking. There's a lot of people, you know, hiring somebody out to try to do this. So, you know, it, it it's, it's difficult to determine the ROI, but it's, there's a lot of competition that's also out there. So, you know, to really be unique, you need to stand out. So it's sometimes the, the niche topic or the, something that's local to where you're from. If you're from a certain neighborhood in Sydney, right, you know, you're, volunteering at something in that neighborhood in sydney australia or in denver colorado that's when you're going to get a little bit more maybe bang for your buck uh when you're when the audience is looking for those things um and like i said if you do have a blog post you know it can be shared on some of your social media channels whether you have a, a linkedin account or you have a facebook page you know, these things make more sense than just you know what i always see which is you know 
make appointment, make appointment, make appointment. <laughs> you know, yeah. you can put this stuff in your newsletter as well, link to it. But like I said, it's to everything is season. And usually it's, you know, it's, it's after your, 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 your website's been cranking for a few years and you've kind of tapped out these other marketing channels and it's, it's time to consider it. But, um, that's just kind of, there's a lot of competition out there. Uh, needless to say. Okay. Need to, because you were doing a ranking before, where do you rank an email newsletter before or after blogging? Uh, much higher oh, because, good. uh, <laughs> yeah, so do I. yeah, yeah. Cause the recall, I mean, you have, you own a list of, you know, what, you know, between maybe a thousand or 3000 patients, it's going directly into the inbox. You know, it, it's, it's much more likely to be read and acted upon as opposed to just a blog post that you publish. And you're almost just, you're almost just hoping that someone finds it either through Google yeah, or, or you're utilizing, like I said, you can use a lot, utilize it on some of these social media channels or within your newsletter, but it, it shouldn't be, you shouldn't be hoping for like, you know, hundreds or even, you know, that that much traffic just from a blog post i think like this we're kind of getting to that last point we'll talk about today and that's like that you know there's a limited audience reach when you have blogs right you know if you're making it very if you're newsjacking uh you know that that there's like a shelf life to how mm. long that oh, blog yeah. is going to be good for so it's not like you can write about djokovic you know in 2023 and some maybe someone's going to search that in 2025 but was it you know it's such a short half-life that once again, you're better off having these evergreen pages on your website that people, you know, the types of treatments you provide, maybe it's some type of new modality, kind of going into details about those things. Maybe you put new stuff, you know, the, a certain amount of this is kind of not evergreen and that's okay. But just realize that you're going to be kind of like working against yourself. You want to try to bake stuff that's going to last for five years or 10 years. Uh, but that's, that's really, really important. Uh, you know, you can sometimes utilize the, the visibility is just, just the way Google works is that these kind of timely are, you, know, you want to be timely or timeless. So you want to really want to kind of focus on those timeless articles before you jump in and doing um, these kind of timely blog posts. Here we were at the beginning thinking we were going to disagree on this. <laughs> and uh, and you even warned me beforehand. You said, well, Tyson, I'm going to upset you today. and uh, <laughs> But you haven't. Uh, you haven't upset me at all because I agree exactly with what you're saying. And I know, like I've said to a lot of people in the past, oh, you need to be writing blog articles because I know I've looked at their website and their website will be frigging great with everything else they've got there and they're just not writing anything else. So I'm going, well, write a blog article, but also think going back to some of the stuff that you've written in the past and just, yeah, sometimes you'll write something now, you look back in two years' time, you go, what drug was I on when I wrote this? Because it's just not written well. It needs to be. It needs to be improved, or there's just things about it that you know that if I rewrite this, it could be better. It'll be more accurate with what's actually happening in my practice. No, for certain. I think that's that, that's a huge point. Is like it's it's not necessarily that you know blogging is bad or you shouldn't do it. It's kind of where it stacks up in that priority list. I think, and especially when you're approaching the blog post from that patient perspective, uh, you know. But I just see a lot of you know top five lists, top ten lists of. <laughs> you know, symptoms of heel pain or those types of things. Yeah. And I don't know, like maybe I'm in the minority, but I don't like, I, I don't on the majority of podiatry websites I go to, or even other healthcare provider websites that I go to my dentist, other places, I'm not really that interested. I, I can't remember a single time when I was looking <laughs> for a healthcare provider and I came across their blog and I was like, Oh my gosh, like I'm in the right place. This is yeah. where I want to go. It's really, to me, it is more of those like pillar pages or those, evergreen pages on the website like oh like i you know my 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 kid you know has a tooth problem if they have a great 
you know, pediatric uh, dentistry page about how they treat kids and how they've had this training. You know, those are the kind of the symbols of trust I'm looking for. I don't want to see, go to a, you know, a website you know, to, for, for a pediatric dentist and just see like, you know, people my age or older, you know, does, they may have, like you said, they may have, I'm a, treating pediatric patients as well. And it's like three sentences on like a pretty much blank page. Like it doesn't instill, it's almost does the opposite, right? It almost yeah. instills like a lack of trust when you see like a thrown together, like, you know, what should be like an evergreen, like best page on the internet about this topic if you really are treating pediatric patients in that way. So just my two cents, like I said, it's not, uh, it seems like we're on the same page with this, which is at, kind of thought we would be but i just want to try to rile you up a little bit um oh no but, but think, uh, things have changed as well you go back 10 years ago and everything was people didn't have a lot of content on the website there was a lot of blog writing and they used to just pop up all over the place but now you picture if every single podiatrist in the world is writing a blog article on heel pain this week that's a lot of the same information getting put out there so trying to target especially more locally to your particular area because i know in cairns we will have the cairns iron man we have different triathlons throughout the year we have marathons that are on we have horse racing events which i did write an article on horse racing once but if you can target target some of the stuff you're going to write around news or what's happening in your area more chance because that's what people are looking for in your area no i making unique to your local area is what it's all about you know whether it be like i said you're volunteering somewhere you've got some new modality you've got something that really you know relatively important that number one is going to benefit patients right like that's the thing it's like how are they going to bit from benefit from that or how are they going to how will this build trust with the patient to see that you are an active member of the community what i see you know what i want people to get away from is that this kind of like this fomo or this feeling that like well, I need like I hear that blogging is the way, and blogging is the what I have to do. So I'm either going to number one, sink a bunch of time into something where, like I said, either they don't like to write, they don't feel like they're a very good writer, they don't know don't know how to use Chat GPT, so it becomes kind of a time sink. So they're spending time doing it. Or on the other hand, you have people that are, you know, you know, I think most marketing services providers in the podiatry niche are relatively you know straightforward and hopefully most are good but you know it, it can be something it's they just want to sell it to you right it's another thing for them to sell to you and you know is that the best overall use of, of your money uh the on these like i said these top five or top uh, 10 yeah yeah okay things, so it's something you said then that i've heard so many podiatrists say that oh i'm working with this online company they're going to do my google ads and they're writing blog posts for me and they're going to write four blog articles for me a month so it's not a podiatrist writing it's just some rando who's probably using chat gpt or something like that who's using it to write a very generic article and you're paying for them to write these four blog articles for you every month and the articles are really doing squat talk, nothing <laughs> not really doing much at all that is what's really under your skin isn't it uh <laughs> I think oh, the, the time, people could the, see the, the time. look on your face. You're like, oh, yeah. Yes, that's what I really wanted to say. No, I mean it's a combination of like the time savings and the cost savings, right? I want I want people if they're going to spend if they're going to invest in, in in marketing for their practice, yeah, to really get the most bang for their buck. And like you said, these templated or just kind of generic blog posts, that's not going to move the needle. You know, talk to anyone that's you know uh, that's had a successful you know, podiatry marketing kind of setup, either with me or with other people. And I guarantee you, like no one is going to say 
these blog posts changed my life. It's not going to happen. And I'm not saying they're bad, but there's definitely some things that can move the needle in ways that do benefit a practice and kind of nailing those things down first in that priority checklist, moving it down the line. And maybe like I said, three to five years when things are humming along and you're, you know, you're wanting to write things or you're ready to, you just have so much money you don't to do with, you can, you can buy those, you know, cookie cutter blogs from somebody. But for right now, I think most podiatrists would benefit from, from other forms of marketing first and foremost. Yeah. Well, I've, I've mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned on here or other places, but yeah, when we had our website, when we had say a free book offer where people could download a book and in return, they give us the email address and we'd nurture them over a period of time. I could measure exactly how much my, my return on investment was from that that over a six-month period, 500 books, 25% of people got orthotics, worked out about $90,000 of revenue that was generated from that particular activity. Had nothing to do with my blog writing. <laughs> so next week's article, next week's topic that I'm going to talk about is how to write blog articles without burning out. <laughs> That's we true. Now I'm going to do on that. On this show, what? we can't just talk past each other. Come on. We can't just like, you know, we got to like butt heads on the show. We can't just like have these... Topics, no, no, it's okay. Everyone knows how to write blogs, but like you said, though, the, the part with blog writing is I think if you're outsourcing it for someone to do it, then, like you said, make sure everything else is in place first because otherwise, they're just yeah. wasting your money. There's no point someone just writing a generic article and pumping it out there, it's not really gonna do too much at all. And all my other computer friends say the same thing. No, I mean, now with Chat GPT and all these AI writing things, you know, like anybody can kind of do it for free or like low cost. So, if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna do it put out these generic articles like do chat gpt edit it and then just like call it done because otherwise it's just uh like i said not a good use of time or money right now yeah well it saves me having to do uh next week's topic on how to write blog articles without mentally burning out <laughs> <laughs> we'll come up with something else so have you got anything else you want to add to this uh no i think that's it like i said just it's not a uh, blog blog writing is great like just but just make sure that it's uh prioritized in kind of the right order and uh yeah if you have any questions or you know if you totally disagree with me i'd be happy to to hear what you have to say uh you know send us a message you know we're over at uh podiatry.marketing is our website we've got a comment form there so uh, you know like last week tyson was trying to uh you know offend everybody and kind of get everyone riled <laughs> up and this week if you're if you're a blog you know blog posting maximalist and you want to like let me have it uh just let me know yeah, and we may uh, we may even bring it up at the upcoming podiatry marketing event that we're going to run in Chicago. Yeah, we'll see about that. Yeah, details coming soon. Okay, Jim. So uh, I look forward to talking again next week. Sounds great, Tyson. Okay, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Podiatry Marketing with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. Subscribe and learn more at Podiatry Marketing. That's the website address, podiatry.marketing.